Whether a date night or family holiday outing, Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights is the perfect way to experience the magic of the holidays. The half-mile walk through Vienna's enchanting Meadowlark Botanical Gardens features lighted nature themes and sparkling displays. Get your tickets now at winterwalkoflights.com. Extend your holiday season and beat the rush with a weeknight visit in November or early December. Plan your visit and buy tickets at winterwalkoflights.com. That's winterwalkoflights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Our confession of faith together, it's there on the bottom of the screen. Say, I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, do what you do when you do how you do it because you do it so well. We will not be distracted, God, but we will move with authority and we will move with power tonight. We are open and we are ready to receive. Have your way in this experience. Have your way through this word. In Jesus' name, somebody say, I'm ready. Can I just get you to take 10 seconds and just prepare yourself to receive? How do you prepare yourself? You do it through worship. You do it through praise. Prepare yourself. Come on, do it at home. Sitting on your couch, prepare yourself to receive. Prepare yourself to receive. Prepare yourself to receive. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, I'm ready. We lay down every burden. We lay down every heavy thing. We lay down everything that would distract us. You ready? We're ready. Let's go. Let's go to work, y'all. So our series is Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And Sunday's message was this, how to have the mind of Christ, how to have the mind of Christ. Where did we get that from? Philippians 2 and 5, which says, let this mind, which was in Christ, be in you also. Mind there means attitude. Say, check my attitude. Please hear me. Your attitude determines your altitude. So if you don't like how high you are, you need to check how low you think. Mm. If you don't like how high you are, you need to check how low you act. And for some of you, I need you as we're in the last few days of this year, 2020, I need you to make sure that not only is your attitude right, but make sure the people around you, their attitude is right. You don't need nobody coming around you with sad stories and and sighing all the time with their negativity. You need some people around you that are going to say, we are well able. And I pray that God will put some Elizabeths around you. What is that? Some people of abundance. Some people that when they step on the scene, all of a sudden you felt tired, but when they walked in, you felt good. You felt like giving up, but when they came in the room, you felt like, I can do this. Open up your mouth. Say, my attitude's better, so my altitude is better. 
And I need you to act like in this next 12, you finna hit a whole nother dimension. Baby, forget levels. You about to go to another dimension. Some of you were in the six-figure dimension. You go on the seven. Some of you were in the struggling dimension. You go into the no more struggle. Some of you were the renter. You're going to be the owner. Some of you were at the bottom, but you're about to be the... Somebody say, my altitude is changing because my attitude is changing. So, so the Bible says whatever attitude, which means settled way of thinking, whatever attitude Jesus had, that same attitude has to be in you. Now, that's important because if you've got, let's, listen, many of us have attitudes that have been passed down to us. Many of us have attitudes that have been given to us from somebody else. So y'all hear what I'm saying? Well, watch me. A good attitude will look at something negative and still get the good out of it. A good attitude, listen, can I be honest with you? Y'all, well, they're adjusting these lights and all that, and I'm looking, I'm like, I don't look this dark and normal. But listen, a negative attitude can make that the focus, or I can focus on this word that I'm about to drop. Because God's about to drop it like it's hot. I need you to lift up your hands and say, Lord, speak, Lord, speak, Lord, speak. Why? Ain't no need in being mad and angry because guess what? That ain't going to change nothing right now. But what I will do is maximize what's happening now because if I handle now right, next is going to be better. If I handle what the hand I've been dealt now, then I know the next hand's going to be better. If I deal with what I'm facing right now, I know my next is going to be better. Let this attitude that was in Christ be in you also. Attitude is your settled way of thinking. Check this out. Be careful that your attitude doesn't reflect where you've settled. Let me say that another way. If it's your settled way of thinking, you got to make sure that you stop settling in low places, that you stop settling in negative places, that you stop settling with negative thoughts. Listen, at the end of the day, you want to know where all your pain exists in your mind. It ain't painful unless you say it is. It ain't negative unless you say it is. It ain't bad unless you say it is. It ain't working against you unless you say it is. And what a good attitude says is whatever you do, Romans 8:28, he makes all things work together for my good. I mean, my cross. So look, so there's, there's a few different attitude types that I've taught you about before, but I want to go into now. The first is a negative attitude. Say a negative attitude. Come on, say it like you mean to say a negative attitude. A negative attitude, here's what it does. It's on the screen. It complains. It complains. Let me tell you how you know you're negative. When you find problems and don't have a solution attached to them. That's how you know you're negative. And let me tell you something. I have got a, 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 a no negative uh, a policy for me these days. So if, if people come to me with a bunch of negativity, listen, then can you get out? Because unless you have a solution for me, I don't need people that are just problem finding and fault finding. I need some people that are going to say, now here's the problem, but I came up, here's three different solutions. Uh, you're a complainer if all you do is come up with problems with no solutions. Here's the next thing the negative attitude does. It blames. If you are always blaming, well, if I had this, well, if I had that. Can I be honest with you? Even if you had what you needed, you wouldn't know what to do with it because you suck. And when you suck, y'all ain't going to talk to me now. You say, Bishop, did he just say suck? Yes. See, when you're a blamer, that means you are determined to blame other people for why your life is the way it is. So even if you had a million dollars, you wouldn't know what to do with it. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, I will not be a complainer. I will not be a blamer. Adam, listen. Okay, can we go deep for a minute? 
Adam's first wife was Lilith. I've taught you about this before. He prays for something better. He gets Eve, but don't know what to do with her. Mm. Why? Because he's a blamer, which means, Adam, it didn't matter who you were with, you were the problem. And I need some of you, watch me, to stop blaming other people for your life. Stop blaming other people for what's going on in your life. And instead say, God, you know what? I'm going to take responsibility for everything going on in my life. I'm not blaming my mama, my cousin, my uncle, my uncle. My... No, I will accept responsibility myself. And guess what? From this day forward, I decide my life is getting better. Open your mouth. Say it's getting better. The children of Israel, because, because they sucked, okay? Is that Hebrew? No, I just want you to remember this part. Right? They blamed. So guess what? While they were in 430 years of bondage, they blamed Pharaoh. They blamed Pharaoh. Pharaoh's doing this. Uh, then God sets them free. Then they blamed Moses, which means you ain't, listen, you're just never going to be satisfied with anything. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Listen, listen. Every boss you had ain't been your problem. It's been you. Every pastor you had may not have been your problem. Some of them might have been. But maybe God made them your problem so he could get you to who he called you to. And that's why you're here. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I, but everybody is not the reason why things are going wrong. Michael Jackson said, I need to look at the man in the mirror and ask him to what change his ways. If you blame, your life is going to be lame. If I had this, if I had this, no, it wouldn't be better because you don't know what to do with it because you don't want a solution. You want attention. You want to be a victim and get on the phone with people and tell them about how bad your life is. But I got news. You ain't going to be able to tell them that in your next 12. In your next 12, your story is going to be, baby, if it is something bad, I can't find it. Because every time I turn around, God's blessing, God's increasing, God's advancing. All things are working together for my good. Look at somebody next to you in the building and says, don't blame anybody. Don't. Especially if you're a leader of something, if you're a manager of something, you need to take responsibility. Say, but these employees will fire them and get some better ones. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. Oh, these people won't do that. Well, get rid of them and get some other people in the seats. Because at the end of the day, it's on you to make it happen. Come on. It's on you to make it happen. I pray your business would have the right people. I pray my entrepreneurs, you'd have the right people in your circle, the right partners. At the end of the day, stop blaming and start walking in the blessing. Here's what they do. They're fruitless, fruitlessly frustrated. This is a negative attitude. They're fruitlessly frustrated. They're always frustrated, but they don't ever produce fruit. All they do is get mad. Listen, that's fine to get mad, but then I'm going to need you to make some moves. All they do is get angry, but they never take action after they've gotten angry. Like, that's fine. Be angry and then go do something. Fix it. Ooh, lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm a problem solver. Here's the next thing a negative attitude does. It doubts. It always is telling you, well, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'll tell you what, when you get sure, then, then come back and see me. But until you can get sure, I don't need, listen, I can doubt on my own. I don't need you to doubt. Somebody say, I believe I can do all things through Christ. No, no, I'm not walking in doubt because my next 12 will be my best 12. I'm not walking in doubt. I'm not walking in doubt. It may be messy, but I'm not walking in doubt. Come here, Mary. It might be stinky where I got to produce Jesus, but I'm not walking in doubt that the promise was he'd be king of kings. He'd be Lord of lords. He'd be the great I am. I am not walking in doubt. Your doubts are because your attitude sucks. 
Bishop, you preaching rough tonight because I just want to make sure you leave with this principle because I cannot have you going into 2021 with a negative attitude. I need your attitude to be so good in 2021. You wake up and shock yourself like, who is this new man? Who is this new woman? Who have I become? The best version of yourself. That's who you've become. The Here it is. They get angry without action. They always popping off, but don't ever fix nothing. They always about to get somebody a piece of their mind, which is why they don't have anything left. It's okay to get angry, but take some action. Here's the next thing. They run from anything that challenges them. The moment something gets difficult, they want to talk about their season shifting. As many seasons, you got more seasons than a year. Just because it's difficult doesn't mean that I have to shift. Just because it's difficult doesn't mean I give up. Y'all ain't going to talk to me tonight. Just, listen, let me tell you. That sometimes God makes it difficult just to see if you're going to keep it moving. The Bible says in the book of Job, you shall decree a thing, it shall be established. Hebrew version says, you shall decide a thing, and it shall be established. What does that mean? There are some things God says, I just need to know that you really have decided to win. And when you have decided to win, even your challenges won't scare you the way they used to. You'll be like, how God going to do this? How God going to make this happen? How God going to get me through this? He's never lost the battle. He's never lost the war. Matter of fact, you know what he's doing? He's training my hands for war. So whatever I'm facing that's making me war worry, it's really making me a warrior. I'm going to back that thing up so you get it. Whatever is making me worry, God is using it to make me a warrior. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, stop running because it's hard. Say, stop giving up because it's difficult. What you've asked God for is going to require you to be punk free in the next 12 months. What do you mean when you say punk? That means I can't stop just because it's rough. I can't stop just because it's tough. But I need you to encourage yourself. Say, you got this. Come on, lay your hands on yourself. Say, you got this. Here's the next thing. Here's the next thing. Here's a negative attitude. It has hatred. It's a hater. It's always talking about other people. If somebody else posts something nice, they're talking about, yeah, but you, you. Like, if you post something nice on social media, they, yeah, but you know. Yeah, but I had to deal with this. Yeah, but li listen, haters get benched. I need you to learn how to be a perpetual celebrator. What does that mean? Every time I see somebody win, I'm celebrating yours. Because my celebration of yours is a down payment on mine. My celebration of yours is a down payment on mine. So if I can celebrate what God is doing for you, then baby, that means he's about to do something amazing for me. Can you just practice this for a moment? I want you to think about something God has done for somebody else. And for the next five seconds, I want you to praise him for what he did for them. Go. Five. Go. Four. Three. Thank you for getting them the house. Thank you for giving them the car. Thank you for opening the door for them. Thank you for making a way for them. I can celebrate somebody. Thank you that they got married. Thank you that they got their new building. Thank you that they got their loan. Thank you that they got out of there. I can praise you for somebody else. His next thing. His next thing. Feels good. His next thing. His next thing. Somebody say pessimism. Here it is. Pessimism means they only see the worst. They only see the worst. That means when something's not going their way, they only see the worst. They only see the worst. 
They only see the worst. They only see the worst. They can look at something and they find the worst. Now, that's different there, but listen, because part of being excellent means I have to find what's wrong so I can fix it. Somebody with a negative attitude, they're not trying to find it to fix it. They're trying to find it to see, simply point it out. They want to point out that there was some jelly on your shirt, not so you could get it off, but just so that you wouldn't, watch me, they felt like they had to keep you humble. Let me help you. It ain't your job to try to keep nobody else nothing. Everybody's got to work out their own salvation with fear and with trembling. Are you still here? All right, say, I will not be a pessimist. See, because while you're looking at the fact, oh, my God, Bishop, I can't believe this person was my friend, and now they're gone. You guess what? See, so you're looking at that as a negative. What you're not realizing is I just got an opportunity to begin again better. Some of y'all, you got fired, and what you don't understand, oh, my God, I got fired. I don't know what I'm going to do. What you don't understand is you just got an opportunity to start fresh. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I, I, <laughs> See, while you're looking at the bank, oh, my God, my marriage got issues. My marriage got problems. Guess what? What you need to be thinking, God, is I'm glad we found this mess now. So that we don't have to take this into our next 12. Y'all are gonna, I'm glad I found out there was some mildew in the house now. I'm glad that I found out there was some junk in the trunk now. Why? I know I'm not going to have to deal with it later. Can you just thank God for what went wrong? Let's go. God, thank you. All right. All right. All right. Here it is. Here's a negative attitude. Resentment. It feels good. Resentment. Somebody say resentment. resentment. Say again. Say resentment. resentment. All right. Here's what that means. They're bitter. Bitterness is the residue of a painful experience. Right? When you're dealing with a person with a negative attitude, a person with a negative attitude, they resent other people. They're bitter. They always tell you who they can't stand. And here's, and here's my thing. If you can't stand them, then why do you continue to stand? Because there's some people I can't control being around. There's some others I can so you literally sit there and torture yourself with somebody crazy around you, or negative around you, then saying, hey, 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 guess what? I ain't going to be able to do this. Somebody say, I will not be bitter in my next 12. Here's a negative attitude. They're jealous, which means they're discontent with themselves. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. When you, people have a problem with themselves, they will always project it onto you. So let me give you an example. When people say, you just think you all that, guess because you think you nothing. That ain't my problem. It's between you and the Lord. You, you just, it don't take all of that. That's because you don't put in nothing. Low contributors would think anything is too much. Non-givers would think giving anything is too much. But that's why you're blessed. That's why you're flourishing. That's why you're favored. Y'all still here? All right, come on, let's move. Here it is, the jealousy. They're discontent with themselves. Listen, when people criticize things about you, now, can I be honest with you? Here's maturity. Maturity will look at the criticism and say, okay, is there anything about that that could be true or right? Maturity doesn't just shut it down because you don't like who it came from. Then maturity will chew the meat, and then maturity is going to spit that bone out. 
Maturity will say, you know what? I tell you what, look here. You know, I appreciate the good part of what, you know, okay, that's good. You know what? That is a good point. Now, all the rest of that, that ain't got nothing to do with me. That's your issue with you. See, I need you to stop apologizing. Watch me. Because they say, you're too aggressive. You're too weak. And I won't apologize. I remember when somebody told me, Harvest Church is just too aggressive. I said, thank you, Jesus. And I started dancing in front of the man. And he was like, why are you dancing? I said, you just confirmed to me I'm doing it right. If I ain't getting criticized for doing it too strong, I ain't doing it right. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, I will not apologize for doing what God's called me to do. If you say I'm shouting too loud, thank you, I'm doing it right. Now watch me holler louder. Yo, you dance too much while well, you're about to watch me karasamol. That's Hebrew for dance. I will not let your discontentment with you make me discontent with myself. That's what a negative attitude does. If it's discontent with itself, it makes everybody discontent with itself. And some of you, here's the sad thing, the people who are most jealous of you are the people who you expected to be the most celebratory of you. How your mama in competition with you? She, okay, y'all ain't gonna talk to me now. How your daddy in competition with you? How your brother in competition with you? You need some folk like Nino Brown them. I am my brother's keeper, y'all. Excuse me. I ain't competing with you. I'm trying to help you. I want you to be better. I want you to do more. I want you to go further. You winning ain't got nothing to do with stopping me from winning. Here it is. A negative attitude has an inferiority complex. It always thinks it's inferior. So it always compares. So it meets a new woman, and then it immediately goes and it compares itself. Ladies, you meet a woman, you immediately go into comparison. Rather than saying, girl, you're doing it. Girl, come on. A woman with a negative attitude says, yeah, I like your little shoes. Why you have to say little? Because you feel inferior about your... Can I just get you? Can I just get you? Can I just get you? Can I just get you to just look at somebody and just give them a thumbs up or a salute if you want to do that? What are you telling them? Good job. Good job. Good job. Why? I'm not comparing myself to you. It'd be foolish to try to compare two originals. It'd be foolish to try to compare two originals. We may be similar, but we are not the same. And I can celebrate your difference, and I'm going to need you to celebrate my difference. Bishop Foreman ain't going to be like you, and you ain't going to be like Bishop Foreman. But I can celebrate him, and he can celebrate me. It's a negative attitude. You can't have that going into 2021. You can't. Let this mind, let this attitude that was in Christ be in you also. So here's the next type of attitude, a neutral attitude. And think about your car being in neutral. You ever put your car in neutral, thought it was in drive, put your foot on the gas and said, why is it not going nowhere? Then if you didn't check it, you start praying, asking the Lord to fix what wasn't broken. Some of you are praying to ask the Lord to fix stuff in your life that's not broken. Your attitude's in neutral. You're asking him to fix stuff that's not broken. Some of you think you need healing that you don't. Your attitude is neutral. Some of you, y'all ain't gonna say, some of you think you need deliverance that you don't. Your attitude is the problem. Your attitude is the problem. Your attitude, that's why when you pray for healing, you're like, he ain't done nothing. Because God says there was nothing wrong. Your issue is your neutral attitude. 
So look, here's a neutral attitude. It ignores. It waits for somebody else to do. Uh, let me tell you how you're doing with a neutral attitude. It, look, two people can look at a piece of trash on the floor, and a neutral attitude will see it and wait for somebody else. And let me help you. If you're neutral, you ain't going nowhere. And I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, not in my next 12. Here's a neutral attitude. A neutral attitude is lazy. How do you know you're lazy? Because you, let me tell you where you live. You live in the land of procrastination. You live in the land of I'll do it tomorrow. You live in the land of, you know what? I'm going to do that next week when you can do it now. You have the energy to do it now. You have the focus to do it now. You even thought about it right now. Why in the heaven, hell, and earth would you wait to do it next week when you literally could do it right now? Somebody say, I will not be lazy. Uh -uh, no, because in your next 12, not only are you going to be busy sowing, you're going to be busy reaping. What does that mean? I expect some harvest off of what I place in the ground, which means if I'm lazy, not only will I not sow, but I won't be able to go get my harvest from what I sow, which means I need you to be fully alert, fully aware. I need your energy on 10, get you some vitamin B, some ginkgo, goo, whatever you got to do, but I need you not to be lazy. Laying down, taking a nap when you ain't tired. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Letting stress force you into sleep. I'm coming down your row. Letting worry make you go to sleep. I rebuke you laying down when God needs you to get yourself out of neutral and shift into drive. Everybody in this building and online, when I count to three, I need you to holler, shift into drive. One, two, three, shift into drive. Go with me, go. Shift into drive. You sitting in the garage using all that gas and ain't going nowhere. <laughs> complacent is a neutral attitude. A complacent attitude says there's no need to change. Everything's fine. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. If, you, if, 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 if you're around someone that never thinks there's a need to make anything better, you're around someone who literally is going to use your gas but have no miles to show. What does that mean? Complacency says there's no need to fix anything. There's no need to change anything. Everything's fine. Sure, except that. But a neutral attitude says, but let's not touch that because that might be messy. That might involve some stuff that I can't control. That might involve some stuff. And I don't know how that's going to go, so I'm going to leave that alone. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you, let me tell you what you do. Let me tell you what you do. See, a positive attitude, the Jesus attitude, it doesn't run from problems. It runs to them. Do you not know the only time they called on Jesus is when they had a problem? Can you come get Lazarus? A problem. Can you come heal my daughter? A problem. Woman with issue of blood? A problem. Man that can't see? A problem. So if Jesus had a neutral attitude, he said, well, you ain't been able to see all this time. Why you want to see now? And that's how some of y'all act. I ain't had it all this time. Why I need it now? I ain't been out of debt all this time. Why I need to be out of it now? I ain't been happy all this time. Why I need to be now? That's because Jesus says, I am come that you might have life and have life. I ain't had an assistant all this time. Yeah, but now you're about to be overbooked. So I need you to have somebody. <laughs> it's indifferent. Nothing is important to a, a, to a neutral attitude. Nothing's important. Okay. And can I be honest with you? That spirit reigns over Denver. Listen to me. This spirit, this spirit, what is the spirit mentality? It reigns over different. Nothing is important. Everything is just chill, bro. It's no big deal. I'll do it tomorrow. Well, when you're paying for it, you can say it that way. But when I'm paying for it, you're going to get it done the way I said to get it done. Y'all ain't going to talk to me right through that. 
Right? Check this out. That spirit reigns over this area. It says nothing is important. I will do it tomorrow. I will call tomorrow. It's no big deal. And listen, there's one thing about not being worried. It's a very different thing that nothing is important. Here's the next thing about this. It's detached. This, let me tell you, you, you can see this. This attitude is conspicuously uninvolved. What does that mean? We can see that you were intentionally not on prayer. Y'all ain't going to say nothing right now. We can see that you're intentionally disengaged. It's not like you, 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 there's something precluding you. It's that you are, you are intentionally disengaged. And guess what? When you have a neutral attitude, your disengagement explains your dissatisfaction. And I need you to say, I will be 100% in my next 12. Here it is. It's disconnected. How do you know you're dealing with somebody with a neutral attitude? They're disconnected. Right. So so you're talking to them and it's very clear that you are the only one in the conversation. Now, I phoned and made it difficult to figure out when they put you on pause because they let your FaceTime stay up. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. They let the FaceTime stay up. And so now you don't know if they doing something else because now their face is still there. Here's how you check it. If the phone look like it's right here. That's how you know they're doing something else and just didn't put you on pause. See, if you are disconnected, you all the secrets, right? If you are I asked somebody, that, I said, why is the phone that close to your phone? Pull the phone back. If I look, if I look, it's unemotional. Now watch this. If I listen, listen, don't take that to mean that because you have a good attitude, you should be emotional. It means that things that should invoke emotion don't. So when you say, hey, when you said that to me the other day, you know, th that really hurt me deeply because I care about you and I love you and I'm never did that. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> if it don't hurt you that you hurt me. <laughs> Y'all ain't going to talk to me tonight. <laughs> that doesn't mean I get pulled into this emotional roller coaster. It just means that there are certain things that should invoke emotion. See, love is not an emotion. It is a decision that produces emotions. So, watch me. When it says unemotional, what it's really saying is that it can no longer hide that it doesn't love. <gasps> Y'all don't like that. Y'all don't like that. You can no longer hide that you don't give a doggone. Y'all ain't gonna say. Song says, the uh, rude boy said, I think it was a rude boy, heavy denim, somebody, Levert, somebody said, it's written all over your face. You don't have to say a word. That's a neutral attitude. Somebody say, I cannot be neutral. Let me also teach this principle right here. Listen, people cannot be neutral with you. What does that mean? You cannot be, see, see here's what Jesus said. Either you are for us or you are against us. For those of you who are unfamiliar with Jesus' words, Storm said, if you're going to be with us, X-Men, be with us. Here's the deal. You don't get to be in the gray. Bishop, how do I know who's neutral with me? Because they play both sides. Y'all ain't going to talk. You cannot be friends to my enemy and be friends to me. That means you're neutral with me, which means every time I pour gas into you, all I'm doing it is pouring it into something that's a waste. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go. 
Here's the next attitude, a sickened attitude. I talked to you these before, a sickened attitude. There it is on the screen, right? It's like Tekken. Some of y'all remember that. Look, here it is. It's negative about positives. So here's what a sickened attitude does. You know, here you go. I want to give you this check. Yeah, but now I got to go to the bank. Well, let me tell you where to send it. Post office box 441004, Aurora, Colorado, 800-44. Here's a second attitude. Here's a second attitude. Here's a second attitude. You just got this new contract. Yeah, but now I got to do a lot of work. <laughs> then why pray for good stuff? Then when you get it, you're sick about it. Sick and attitude, right? It's negative about positives. It's negative about positive. Something good happened. A sickened attitude will literally look at something good that happened and then be negative about it. So you lose weight, right? Are you you okay? Then here's a sickened attitude. Yeah, but now I gotta get a new wardrobe. That's a good issue. You better sew them clothes into somebody else. And take your, you better get you an end of the year sale. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me right there. You better get you an end of the year sale, and until then, get you a good tailor. Listen. And if you can't get to a tailor, get you some clothespins, baby. And you two, what to do next? I couldn't even tell you what to do, but they tell me that you can get you some pins and get you a good hot iron. One of them irons from the south, one of them old school black and deckers with the chrome front and the black handle with the orange button on it. Who knows what I'm talking about? Y'all talk to me on the line. Y'all talk to me. That iron, can I, your soul will be ironed with that iron. You can iron out every blemish in your spirit with that iron. Some of y'all never saw the iron. You saw the cord because you was getting the whooping with the iron cord. <laughs> so you, don't, you never knew what the iron was. You know what? It's negative about positives, right? So you pray to have godly friends, and then they call you. Here she go. See, you're so used to having a check on everybody, you ain't used to being checked on. Then here's a sickened attitude. It's destructive to itself and to others. A sickened attitude is destructive to itself and to others. A sickened attitude will find ways to tear others down and tear themselves down. I'm just not worthy. Okay, so how's that going to help? I'm just not good enough. So how's that going to help? I just screw everything up. Well, how's that going to help? I mean, no, seriously, let's just take a minute. How many of us can be honest that we've ever done that to ourselves? Come on, let's be honest. I've done it. We've all done it. If you ain't done it, you're lying, so you just did it. Okay, we've all done it, guys. We've all, we've all been destructive to ourselves through what we have spoken, through what we have done, through how we've acted. And God says, that's not my attitude. Check this out. Paul says, I can do what? More. Say it, y'all. Through Christ. See, the difference between Christianity and the belief and faith that we have in Jesus and narcissism is those two lines, through Christ. Because a narcissist says, I can do all things. But watch me. But Christians say, I can do all things 
through Christ. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Which means there's no need in me beating myself down because the scripture tells me I can do what? All, which means I don't care what I'm facing. I got this. Why? Because God's got me. I got this. Why? Because God's got me. I got this. Why? Because God's got me. But then it's destructive to others. It doesn't try to criticize others to help them get better. It doesn't, how to, it doesn't try to make others better. No, it just, it, just, it just tears people down for the sake of tearing them down. You know you ain't real smart. You know that, don't you? It says stuff like that. Okay, so you're going to help me get smart? You're going to help? Because if you're not going to help, then you're, dis- you're trying to be destructive. Got it? If, if you're not, if you're, well, I just think it's a bad idea. Okay, well, what's a good one? Because we're getting it done. The issue is how we're going to get it done. And I pray in your next 12, you would have some people around you. We may not be able to do it this way, this way, this way, this way, this way, this way. But I pray God put some people in your life that will say, we can't do it none of those ways. But I found a way over here. I found an ad on Craigslist. Hey, K. Andabaha. I found a way to get this thing done. Here's the attitude that we want, a positive attitude. This is the mind that was in Christ. Y'all still with me, church? Uh-huh. Say my next 12 or my best 12. Say it like you mean it. Say my next 12 or my best 12. Can I get you to say it so the enemy knows that watch me. Even in the midst of a pandemic, everything he threw at you, it did not work. Say my next 12 or my best 12. He should have got you when he had you laid in the bed, wondering if you were going to be a victim of corona. Y'all ain't said that. He should have got you then. But since you're still living, I... Here it is. Positive attitude. Here it is. It's an attitude of confidence. There's a light on the screen. For my note takers, just screenshot this. Some of y'all time, I'm going to type this out. No, you're not. Screen. Screenshot this. I did it on purpose to make, listen, I did this, to make you have to go back and watch. Because if it's a real big word, you'd be like, I got it. Uh-uh. This one, you're going to be like, uh-uh. Let me rewind that. Where did he say that? This was on purpose. Confidence. Say, I'm confident. I rebuke every negative word you were told as a child. I rebuke every negative word exes told you to try to control you to make you think you weren't going to get nobody better than them. Oh, I rebuke every negative thing that the enemy tries to tell you about yourself. Somebody say, I am confident. Why? I've got this because God's got me. I'm confident. I'm con- if you walk in that room, girl, you better walk with some power. If you walk in that room, sir, you better walk with some power. God wouldn't put you in there unless he wanted you to run that room. God wouldn't put you in there unless he wanted you to walk with confidence. It is. It's this, this positive attitude is happy. See, how do we know? Jesus had confidence. There was not one thing Jesus faced he didn't face with confidence. Even when Lazarus, his friend, died, the Bible says he wept. Jesus wept. One of the shortest verses in the Bible says, say, la, and amen. Jesus wept. After he wept, you know what he did? He got confident. You know what he says? Father, you hear me. In other words, I ain't doubting whether or not you heard me. He says, the only reason I'm saying this out loud is so all these people watching are about to see what you're going to do through me. And for some of you, God says, I need you to get the stage ready because people haven't been able to go to the movies since March. You'll catch it in a second. But God says, I'm about to make your life the, the premium picture. I'm, 
Y'all can play with me if you want to, but you better hear me in the spirit. God says, I'm about to make your life a coming attraction. Everybody going to be looking at you. Everybody going to be looking at what God is doing through you. Your business is coming up. Your family's coming up. Your finances are coming up. Your future's coming up. Why? I got this because God's got me. Jesus says, Jesus says, Jesus says, you hear me and I know you hear me. He says, only reason I'm saying this is for all these people watching. Because God, when you do great stuff, you want to make sure great crowds see it. And for some of you, hear me, you're facing something extremely difficult now. And that is because God says, I want people to see what I'm about to do through you. I need them to know that nobody did it but God. Come on. So matter of fact, I'm going to do like I did with Pharaoh. I'm going to make him say no. I made Pharaoh say no. I made Pharaoh say no. I made them deny the loan. I made them deny the grant. I made them leave you. I made them take the, I made them do it. And why? And why? And why? Because everybody's about to see what God does. Say, he's going to get the glory out of my story. He says, Lord, I'm praying this, and I'm only saying this in front of all these people because I know you hear me, but I want them to hear what I ask for so when you do it, they'll know you answer prayer. So for some of you, God, let people see you in a state you didn't want them to see you in because when he blesses you, they're going to be like, child. Somebody holler, they're going to be looking. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Jesus is confident. Then he's happy. Everybody say, I'm happy. There's something called pronoia, which is the opposite of paranoia. There's a lot of Christians who are paranoid because you think your past is going to catch up. I cancel your past affecting your present. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. All things are made new. Say, I'm not who I used to be. God has expunged your record. Every nasty, salacious, ratchet, toe-up, toe-down thing you've done, when you come to Jesus, the blood of the Lamb covers you. And it's not because I deserve it. It's because he's faithful. It's not because I deserve it. It's because he's righteous. It's not because I deserve it. It's because he loves me. So a lot of Christians are paranoid. They got paranoid about everything, and they call it spirituality. It's not spiritual to be paranoid. Uh, you can have wisdom, but here's spirituality. Spirituality says I'm pronoid. It's a word, pronoia. Pronoia is the opposite of paranoia. Pronoia says I believe there's a vast conspiracy oper at operation to favor me. In other words, so listen, so listen. Here, you two come here. You two come over here. Come on, come on real fast. Shalom. All right. Okay, y'all act like y'all talking about, y'all talking about me. Act like you're talking about me. So here's paranoia. See? This is why I don't do people. <laughs> See? This is why I don't go to church. See? This is why I can't stand them folk on my job. That's, that's paranoia. See, they're trying to take me down. Uh -uh, I'm going to keep my phone with me because I don't need nobody. You should be keeping your phone with you at all times anyhow, but that's a separate thing. That's paranoia. Here's pronoia. They about to bless me. Because there's somebody else in the conversation. Jesus is right there in the middle of that conversation. And what you mean for evil, my God has a way of, he has a way of. Somebody said there's a third party in the conversation. 
Thank you all. Here it is. <laughs> Here it is. Y'all still with me? Y'all still with me? I'm pronoid. When, when the bank take a long time to come back to the table, you say, God, dog, they probably found some extra money in there. When the doctor calls you, you can say, mm-mm, I know you got good news, huh? I'm more healthy than you thought, huh? Well, I don't know how to tell you. Well, I know how to tell you with his stripes. This was settled on that cross 2,000 years ago. So whatever you tell me, I got to believe that it's a conspiracy. It's rigged for me. Somebody say, it's rigged for me. Here's the next one. Sincerity. A positive attitude is sincere. That means it puts 100% in. If you are the type of person who only gives 25%, can I just break the news to you? You have a negative attitude. You only put in so little because you're afraid of being hurt so much. Mm. And listen to me, you are never going to get 100, you're never going to get more out of something than you put into it. So if you don't give 100, do not expect 100 back. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me right there. But it's kind of like people say, you ever heard people say relationship, it's 50-50. That's why they fail. <laughs> That's why they finna go see Judge Maybelline. It is not 50-50. It's 100, 100. But watch this. But watch this. In, in our serving, do you give 100? Do you give 100%? Or do you say, ooh, I'm so tired. Let me, I know I'm supposed to do this. But I'm, and God is like, look, I'm not ending this 99 and a half. I'm not ending it. You give me more than you give your job because I gave you the job. You give me more than you give your kids because I gave you the kids. You give me more than I gave everybody else because what you have, I gave it to you. Say, I'm 100. See, whatever you do, the Bible says, do it heartily unto the Lord. I do it with my whole heart. Which means, listen, listen, you got to be this way in your next 12. I don't know how to not give all of me. But I'm going to make sure my next 12, I give all of me to the right. I'm going to make sure my next 12, I'll give all of me to what's godly. All of me to putting God first. And guess what? Even if I do get hurt in some friendships or some relationships or some business partnerships, guess what? I still know how to give 100 because that's who I am. I'm not the type to half-ass. Excuse me. I am the type to give all of me. And I'm not cussing. Deuteronomy 22.10, King James Version says, Thou shalt not plow with an ox and an ass together and ass refers to donkey. So half-ass means to half-donkey. What does that mean? A donkey can't get nowhere with half of itself. It needs all four legs. You can't get anywhere with two. It's very simple math. Come on, be spiritual. Somebody say, that's the kind of person I am. Be the type of person that the word about you is, if we put them on it, oh, it's getting done. Be the kind of person, if we give them the assignment, they're getting it done. Be the kind of person that when you walk into the room, all of the half-doers are looking at you with disgust. But the, watch me. But you ain't worried about that because you're worried about I'm the type that gives it my all. How do you know you're doing it right? Because the half-doers think you're doing too much. Here's the next thing. It has a determination. That means it gets things done. It has optimism. That means it sees progress. Here's, here's the mentality of an optimist. This is how Jesus was. He sees progress. He sees progress. He sees progress. Here he is. Jesus got these 12 guys that, frankly, are, you know, it's like, Jesus, you picked less than the B team. 
Jesus didn't pick the beat. Jesus picked the people who didn't make it on the list that they said, we'll call you if a spot opens because somebody gets injured. These guys are awful. No, they really are. They're a disaster. They're awful. Listen, they're horrible. Like, Peter, you are thug, but you are thug at the wrong times. Like, how you going to G up at the wrong time? Yeah. Okay, y'all are going to say that too. Thomas, you're a doubter. Like, like Judas, you are just ineffective. How are you going to count the money and, and, and not only be stealing the money, Judas, but, but we can't even get no accurate count from you? So much so, we got to ask a little boy for two fish and five loaves because you ain't got the credit card when we need to go to. You understand, right? Like, literally, this was like, this wasn't the A team or the B team or the C team. This was the we will call you if somebody break their leg team. And they can't play with a broken leg. <laughs> but you know what Jesus does? He does the same thing he does for us. He says, but, but I see something good, though. I see something amazing, though. And some of you, let, let me tell you, I, re, I come against you thinking, it's called a telephobia, that you're not good enough. Because when Jesus sees you, he's an optimist about you. He said, you know what? Girl has some rough days in her 20s. Woo! But these 30s going to be fire. Yep. Girl has some rough days in her 30s. But these 40s going to be fire. Girl has some rough days in her 40s. But these 50s? Yup, yup. But man had some rough days last year. But this next 12, I see it being his best 12. Jesus looks at you as an optimist. He says, I know the thoughts, I know the plans that I have for you. In other words, he says, I see progress. You may not be where you want to be, but you're better than you used to be. And when Jesus looks at you, he sees progress. Say, this is his attitude. Come on, say, this is his attitude. It has a sense, here it is, of responsibility. I'm almost done. A sense of responsibility. It's a good, just a positive attitude. This is God's attitude. Which means, look at the screen. I do my part and I add value. Stop letting what other people don't do affect what you do. I'm doing my part and I'm going to add value everywhere I go. I've made it a personal life mission for me. Nobody can be around me and not say that I didn't add value to them. Say, but everyone's a bitch. What you can't say is I didn't add value to you. Somebody say, I bring value. Say, because I'm valuable. Look at this next thing. Look at the positive attitude. Watch this. Now, listen, 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 listen. How many of you, if you saw on social media, I posted the other day about the type A and the type B personality. You saw that with the battery. Some of us, like when the battery is a little low, we looking for the charger. Type A personality. Others, your phone is on 5%. You are 20 minutes from home. It ain't been plugged up. And you're like, nah, I'm good. It's type B personality. Now, how many, how many of you type A? You, or you think you're type A? It's okay. Okay, okay. How many of you think you're type B? Now, there's some other ones, but those are the two dominant ones. How many like Bishop? I don't know. I think is there a C minus in there? I don't know. It's not grade levels, y'all. It's, it's <laughs> not grade levels. It's just different types. All right, check this out. Here's this next one. If you're type A personality, you have to learn how to do this. Because if not, you can go from being very effective to very ineffective because you're not flexible. You got to be like this sweater and stretch. Y'all ain't going to sit there. Look, what does this mean? Things may have to change. And that doesn't mean quit. That doesn't mean abandon the building, abandon the project, abandon the town. 
things may have to change. See, what I thought it was going to be, I may have to change. So rather than being rigid, a positive attitude, say, let's be flexible. Because in my flexibility, what ends up happening? God's going to do something greater for me than what I originally intended in the first place. Somebody say, I'm flexible. Some of y'all, you're, you're too rigid. And I don't mean excellent. I mean you're rigid. Like what you are rigid about has no connection to excellence. I ain't doing that. Why? That's just not something I do. Why, though? Give me a scripture. Give me a reason. That's just what I feel. Okay, okay, you have a negative attitude. Because if flexibility calls for you to adjust in that moment, and you don't have a biblical reason not to, and there's not a moral reason not to, change! Would you holler at yourself, change! Look, all that extra... Sometimes you have to be flexible. It, it, doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that I lower my standard. It doesn't mean that I, watch me, that I lower my expectation. It just means that I, maybe I wanted it done yesterday and it's not done, so I got to be flexible that it'll get done tomorrow. Because there's nothing I can do about it. See, if it's in my power to control, because somebody said, Bishop, I'm flexible. I don't ever do nothing now. I just wait. That's not flexible. That's one of them other attitudes. Listen, I'm flexible. I just let everything sit for a few days and come back. That is, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Uh-uh, don't, don't justify, don't justify lazy. This is too much for a Wednesday. Y'all excuse me. Can I finish? Here, here's a positive attitude, reliability. That means you can be counted on. Listen, let's tell the truth. All right, y'all ready? We're going to have a serious, honest moment. Come on, let me sit down for this. Let's talk. Let's talk. <laughs> you ready to talk? We, how many of you have people in your life right now that you know the one thing you can count on from them is you can't count on them? Okay? Online, I need you to do the heavy emoji. Here's the deal. That negativity in their attitude is part of the reason that you, you ready for this? No, you don't want to have a real conversation. That negativity from, because that's a negative attitude. That negativity that's from them, can I be honest with you? It is like putting some bleach in a load of bright colors. You don't know what it's going to tear up, but it's going to tear something up. You don't know what it's going to mess up, but it's going to mess something up. And sometimes, watch me, look, what you have to do with individuals that are not reliable, let's go to the list, that are not reliable, here's what you have to do. Is you can say, the one thing I can count on about you is I can't count on you. So I stop counting on you. Why you don't ask me to do nothing? Because you don't do nothing. That's why. Seem like you want to ask this one and this one because this one and this one are counted upon. This one and this one are reliable. This one and this one, and that's why they blessed. For some of you, you get, listen, listen to me, for some of you, you can even feel like, why do they always ask me? Why do they always come to me? It's because you are a positive attitude that gets things done. Can I teach you a lesson? Can, can, can I have another sit-down talk? Thanks for coming to the show, everybody. Let's have a conversation. You ready for this? 
you want to know what Jesus didn't do? Jesus did not pick people who were not already busy. I'm going to throw the mic. 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 Jesus found successful businessmen. Successful businesswomen. I'm trying to see y'all's eyes so y'all can see me. You see my eyes open like this here? Jesus picked successful people and said, I know you can be on my team because you know how to get stuff done. Everybody he picked had a job. And he said, good, now you're going to need to come do this here. So y'all ain't, you're not getting the point. You're not getting the point. But many of you are like, why well, I always get called on? Why do people always ask me to do that? Well, I got a lot on my plate. You know why you have a lot on your plate? Because you can eat it all. Shut up. You know why you have a lot on your plate? You can handle it all. And I need you to stop talking about I'm overwhelmed. You are not overwhelmed. You are reliable. And when you are reliable, you will be called upon. You will be picked. You will be chosen. But guess what? Because you live like nobody else, you get to live like nobody else. That's why you live where others don't. You drive where others don't. You have peace that others don't. God favors you like he doesn't favor others. Why? You are reliable. Everybody open your mouth in this building and online say, I am reliable. Matthew was, Matthew was counting the taxes. He was in the middle of somebody's 1040. Ain't that what it is? He said, come here. Come follow me. I'm in the middle of this tax report. I know. Put that down. Because you were counting, watch me, you were counting for Caesar. But now you're about to do it for Christ. Peter, Peter, you got a fishing business. You're doing okay, Peter. You got a few boats, too. You got more than one boat. So you're doing good. Peter had partners in his business. Which means, Peter, you're doing good in business. So, so come here, come here, Pete. Come here, Pete. I'm going to need your boat. And I'm going to need you. Well, Lord, I got this fishing business, and I got a wife. Peter had a wife. Peter had a wife. Peter had a wife. They say happy wife, happy life. Check this out. Happy God, happy life. Because he told Peter, look, look here, girl. For the next three and a half years, he's going to be with me. And I'm about to make him into the type of man that you would never, ever think he had the ability to be. So for some of you spouses, you got to free up your spouse so they can go evolve. You got to stop pulling them in so tight because you don't want them spending more than two minutes away from you with all of your insecurity. I rebuke your insecurity. Sometimes you got to free up. Peter's wife had to free him up. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me now. She had to free him up so he could go evolve. Y'all don't like that. Let's move. Tolerance. Here, here it is. What does that mean? A positive attitude accepts that you can't change grown people. Part of you having a positive attitude says, I cannot change grown people. I ain't going to be able to do it. Can be, let me sit down again. All right. Let's chat. As a shepherd, one of my greatest failures, um, let me change that word. One of my greatest learning opportunities. See, when you're a shepherd, by nature, you see projects and you want to fix them. It's the nature of a shepherd. It's not an arrogant thing. It's just you want to fix it. Like you see somebody struggling, you're like, I'm going to help them not struggle. 
I'm the people's bishop. Where is she? I know. Look, 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 look. How many of you can be honest that you've been that way at some point in your life? Like, 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 you don't want to mess with the normal folk. <laughs> if it's too good, you're like, uh-uh. Who am I talking to? Let, let me go find over here who always crying and struggling and going through something. What did they do to you? I'm praying for you. Flash the signal. <laughs> right? Here's the deal. As a shepherd, I used to get frustrated. And a lot of what I call warfare, you ready for this? Like, God, this is spiritual warfare. They're trying to stop me and the devil trying to bite me. He said, is that what's going on? Or are you trying to change grown people? What's a positive attitude do? A positive attitude says, all right, po- uh, let, me, uh, uh, here, let, me use, let me use something I don't normally use here. Come on, black and yellow. Won't you come? The Lord has need of you. All right? Are you African American? Okay, no, I, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> She's like, Bishop, what else would I be? Okay. <laughs> you're African American. Okay, you're African American. Okay, you're African American. Okay, here's the deal. I'm not going to change that. Here's what a negative attitude does, and you think you're being positive. Come here. Give me some of your. Do you have makeup? You don't have makeup? Okay, well, come here then. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. You got makeup? C- thank you. Come on, makeup. All right, come here. Thank you. All right, here's the deal. She's African American. She's c- c- not. <laughs> but Michael Jackson says it don't matter if you're black or white. Come on here. Aren't you glad we got a church of everybody? Black, white. Why y'all getting fired right there? Young, not as young, light skin, dark skin, real hair, fake hair, real teeth, fake teeth. <laughs> look, 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 look. If I, if I listen, if I listen, if I listen, because here's where you get frustrated. She is never going to be her. She is never going to be her. Here's where a lot of us get frustrated. You think you're being a positive attitude. You're spending all your time trying to turn her into her. We're going to go have a meeting about how they need to uh, be my friend. Y'all ain't going to say nothing? So you think you're being positive because you like projects. When really all you need to do is say, I accept who you are and I deal with you accordingly. I accept who you are and I deal with you accordingly. Because here's what we do. You got your little, your little pack pack. You come do it. I don't know nothing about none of you. Come here. Open this for me. Open it for me. Now, I ain't going to put it on your face, but just pretend. Come on. Act. Come on, just pretend. You ain't going to put it on me. All right, there you go. Right in there. Right in there. I don't care how much. Okay, let me see. Let me see the, uh, what's this, a compact? That's what they call it. All right. Y'all see the compact? You see this light skin color right here? All right, it looks, it looks kind of like her skin tone. Okay, all right, so that's the one you're going to use. Okay, don't put it on me, okay? 
Because here's what you've been doing. You've been putting a lot of good on bad. And now you're mad because you've been trying to turn somebody into something they are not. You've been trying to turn them into something they are not. And I pray that you would use your energy to advance you instead of trying to spend your time trying to change somebody else. Because guess what? Because guess what? You're not going to change either one. But if you spend all your time trying to change them, then what ends up happening and try to change this one, what ends up happening is that who they are a fit for they will never be a fit for because you put something on them that won't make them recognizable. Thank you, ladies, so much. Are you getting what I'm saying? Somebody said, I can't change grown people. I can't. You will think you're being positive by trying to change grown people. You're spending all your energy and all your time. This is why in the dating process, let me help, let's sit down again. Sit down again. Sit down again. Sit down again. Here's how most of y'all date. And I say y'all because the statistics tell us everybody in the, in the world is doing it. 50% of first marriages, 67% of second marriages, 73% of third marriages end in divorce. Here's the first problem. Is you look at love as an accomplishment. You look at marriage as an achievement. It's not. It's an agreement. It's not. It's not. That's not the end of your story. That's part of your story. If I look at it that way, when I find somebody that's fine, <laughs> y'all ain't going to talk to me with this tone of face y'all got in this building. If you find somebody that's fine, someone that's attractive. You, you ready? Y'all with me? If you see it as an achievement, listen to me very carefully. You will pre-decide they're a fit with having no evidence that they are. I'm going to talk to these people because they ain't sending them over here. So what happens when you're dating them, you're not trying to date to find out if they're a fit. You're trying to date to make them fit. So now you got every kind of red flag. You got red flag, purple flag, yellow flag, rainbow flag, tall flag, short flag, blue flag, pink flag, lime green. You got every kind of flag, but you don't see it because in your mind you've decided, here it is, I will achieve this. I will achieve. Instead of saying, you know what, I'm going to find out if we're we going to see. We're going to find out. But here's what I'm committed. I'm committed to finding the right fit. And if you're not it, I'm committed to saying, listen, maybe you are a great friend, but you are not to be in my future. I'm a choosy lover. Listen. That's too much. Bishop, what can help with that? I've taught a whole lot on relationship revolution. And friends, if you've pre-decided that that person is going to be your friend, you've decided that. Like you meet people and say, wait, you stuck with me. You've known them for 20 minutes. That means when you start seeing things that you need to pay attention to because you've pre-decided to be consistent to them as a friend, you will ignore what's right in front of your face. And then when you get bit by a snake, you'll get mad that you're the one that dropped the dead. I got to finish this word. God, I'm out of time. Humility. Say, I'm humble. Humility. Humility says this. I'm honored to be allowed to do. 
That's humility. Humility says, I ain't doing Bishop no favor sitting over here. I'm an honor to be allowed to do that. <laughs> I'm honored to be allowed. Whenever you have a positive attitude, you view any opportunity you're given as I'm honored to be allowed to. What's the opposite of that? I'm entitled to. And whenever you're entitled, that's the function of a negative attitude. Think about it. Jesus is king of kings and lord of lords. What was he put in when he was first born? A trough used to feed animals. You missed it, so I'm going to back it up so you get it. He owns everything that is and will ever be. And he said, guess what? I'm honored to be in the earth. And I don't mind if they place me in something that's dirty because my life ain't always going to be that way. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me right there. Somebody say, I'm honored I get to. I'm Horace Worship, I love you. You ain't doing me no favor up here. You ain't doing the Lord no favor up here. I love you, but you're not. Everybody's serving. I'm not doing God a favor. Let me deal with me. I'm not doing him no favor. Lord, you know I wouldn't preach that word on a Wednesday. Lord, you know I have not missed once in the pandemic. I didn't take a week off because people needed to see something consistent. <laughs> Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me right there. I said everything around them is changing. They need to know there's one thing that they can count on, and that's you. So I'm going to be on my assignment. No, no, I'm doing, I'm, God, I'm glad. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Here it is. Here's the last thing about a positive attitude. It has diligence. It means it's consistent. 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 What does that mean? I always produce at a high level, and you can count on that consistently, so that when I mess up, that's the outlier. You ever looked at somebody's stuff, and you'd be like, yeah, that's how Darlene do it. You ever looked at somebody else's stuff and say, no, something must be wrong because she don't make these mistakes. He doesn't make these mistakes. He doesn't do it that way. Come on, somebody say, I am diligent. I'm humble. I have tolerance. I'm reliable. I'm flexible. I'm responsible. I'm an optimist. I'm determined. I'm happy. I'm confident. I have the mind of Christ. This is how you do it. I have the mind of Christ. This is how you do it. This is how you do it. This is how you do it. Montel Joy wrote a song and said, this is, this is how we do it. But Jesus is giving an instruction, so he's telling you, say, this is how you. Come on, y'all say it in this building one time. Go. One more time. Go, go. Listen, look, 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 look. I got to finish. I got to finish preaching. So look, guys, let, let me skip through here. Let me skip through here. Go to Hebrews 5, 8. Let me skip through here. Let me skip through here. Let me skip through here. Say, I have the mind of Christ. <laughs> You're going to need it for your next 12. Before I go there, let's go to Matthew eleven twenty nine. real quick. I'm almost done. Take my yoke upon me and learn from me. Study my movements so you have my mind. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. What is Jesus saying? If you have my mind, you won't lose yours. 
I come against all these breakdowns you've been having. I come against all these, I'm just feeling some type of ways you've been having. But make this declaration and say, I have the mind of Christ. Come on Wednesday, say, I have the mind of Christ. So here we are, Hebrews 5.8. I got to cut it. Here we go, Hebrews 5.8. And you see this, though he was a son. Who are we talking about? Jesus. Jesus the Christ. Christ is not his last name, by the way. It's a title. It's Christos in Greek. Moshiach in Hebrew. It means the anointed one, his anointing, and the anointed. So watch me. He is not the only Christ. This is too deep for you, Wednesday. I need you to look at somebody. Don't touch him, but look at him and say, you are too. An anointed one. The anointed. Y'all ain't saying nothing. God has anointed you. How do you know? He's crushed you. And when he crushed you, he was bringing forth oil. How do you know you're anointed? Because you've got grace. How do you anointed? You've got super to your natural. How do you anointed? Stuff that made other people lose their mind is how you finally found yours. You are the anointed one. And we are his anointed. Now he's the Messiah. Don't get it twisted. Let's say, I am anointed. Say, I got oil on me. That's why I don't let nothing stick to me. Why? It slides off. That's why I don't let nothing get me worried. Why? It slides right up. I dare those of us in this room that know we're anointed to hop up one time and just slide. Why? Baby, I got the oil on me. I'm not letting worry get on me. I slide. I'm not doing that. I've got oil. Watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me. Come here, why don't you come? All right, now we're just gonna model this so we can model good physical distancing behaviors, all right? Here, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. So, um, you ever touched somebody's hand that had a whole lot of lotion on their hand? <laughs> Fellas, if you haven't, I guarantee you one of these days, don't touch their hand today, but soon as corona passed, just shake a hand. And when you shake that hand, you go, God, no. She got all the Victoria's Secrets, everything that Bed Bath and Beyond had, everything. What's the other store? Bath and Body. All the bath and the body is working all on their hands. You ever done that? And then went to shake their hand, and it was so oily that you couldn't even get a grip. You so oily that when the enemy try to lock you down, when depression tries to lock you down, when fear tries to lock you down, somebody say, he let me get away. All right. How do I know I'm anointed? You crush the olive to get the oil. How do you know you're anointed? Wherever he crushed you, that's where he Christ you. See, some of you, you know you're anointed in finance. Why? Because that's where you were crushed. Some of you know you're anointed. Watch me. You're anointed to break generational curses. Why? Because that's where you're crushed. All right, I got to finish. Y'all ain't going to talk. Though he was a son, he learned what? Obedience. By what? By the things which he suffered. Let's look at this. 
Obedience means to listen, to submit, to attentively hearken. What does that mean? I'm listening. Mm. I'm paying attention. Mm. I'm hearkening. Got it? If somebody's speaking, mm. I'm hearkening unto what mm. they're saying. Which means I hear it, then I do it. Say, I hear it, then I do it. Mm. Say it again. Say, I hear it, then I do it. Mm. Say it again. Say, I hear it, then I do it. Mm. By the things, everybody listen. What made him obey? The things he, uh-oh. Somebody say, the mind of Christ. Say, I needed to suffer. I had to make me this little simple cross so you get it. You ready? Y'all ready? Y'all to talk to me now. He learned to do what he was told. To listen. To submit. By what? By what he suffered. What did he suffer? Ill treatment. Tell me like, God, why you let them treat me like this? So you'd learn. And you're going to learn today. Say, by what he suffered. Wow. Look at this. What else does it mean to suffer? To undergo evil. What's evil? Evil in the scripture means something that's contrary to you. So how did he get the mind he has? Because when stuff came against him, he said, I'm reliable. I'm consistent. I'm humble. You'll catch it in a minute. He, he, he said, I have a positive outlook. I have a positive out, a, a, outlook. I have a positive attitude. I am diligent. I am an optimist. I am an optimist. I am sincere. I give everything all of me, which is why couldn't just part of me die. All of me had to die. Couldn't just part of me die. All of me had to die because what I do, I do it with all of me. I am confident. I am confident that I was sent to die so that they can live. I am confident that if I do this, I'll be given a name that's above every other name. I'm confident that this thing will be for my good. He underwent evil. Say evil. Say evil is necessary. Here's the last piece. It means to undergo heavy emotion. When did he do that? In the Garden of Gethsemane. He was so emotional that the Bible says that he began to have hematidrosis. I've taught you that before. Great drops of blood. What does that mean? The capillaries in his body begin to burst so that in his sweat glands, sweat and blood came out at the same time. That's some stress. You sitting there talking about, I did not eat lunch. I'm stressed. Your face ain't bleed. You sit up and talk about, I just had the whole box of donuts. I'm stressed. Your face ain't bleed. In other words, lay your hands on yourself and say, you got this. Say, all is well. And having been perfected, say evolved, he became. You can say it. He became. Somebody else, I don't want to say that. It's okay. You can say it. Say he became. Wait a minute. Didn't we learn last Wednesday that Isaiah said he was? So now, how is he becoming? He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our priest was upon him. With his stripes, we are healed. Wait a minute. 
he became. Say he became. In other words, there's a bet going on right now. Come here, you be on this side. You be on this side. Y'all gonna throw some dice. Come on. Get your dice ready. Come on. You ain't got to know how to do it. Just pretend. And I think both of y'all probably know. Love you. Oh, wow. You really know because I don't know. <laughs> That's some good Chicago dice there. I don't know nothing about that. I <laughs> look, 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 look. Somebody said there's a, wow. That's advanced dice throwing. Uh, let's move over here so the table's not in the way. I need everybody to see this. Listen, come on, come on, come on. Wow. Wow. And he's talking about you can't catch it. I've never heard this. Listen. Everybody listen. Say so, so there's a bet going on. About you. On one side, the enemy says, put him in a pandemic. Let him deal with challenges. Let him deal with stress. Let him deal with pressure. Let him deal with challenges. Let him deal with things that are coming against them. And I bet that they're going to curse you to your face, God. I bet if I mess with their body, if I mess with her children, if I mess with his marriage, if I bet they're going to curse you to your face, God. That's my bet. But standing on the other side, we got a king of kings and the Lord of lords and the great I am. He's never lost a battle. He's never lost a bet. Heaven is betting on you that you're going to come out of 2020 the best version yet. And that's your next 12. Hey, will be your best 12. Somebody say, there's a bet going on. Wait. Okay, God. They survived the first part. Bishop, where are you preaching from? I'm in Job chapter 1 and Job chapter 2 in case you need a scripture reference. Okay, God. They survived the first part of this. And they thought the warfare was over. They thought the pain was over. They thought the challenges were over. They've been productive, but she's still frustrated. They've been productive, but they still have a few unresolved problems. God, they, they praise you after the first time. But God, I bet you they're not going to celebrate you in the last 16 days of this year. I bet you they won't survive the second part. But you about to make the devil out to be a whole lie. Why? Somebody say, I am becoming. Say it again. I am becoming. Because God still put his money on you. He still put his money on you. And God says, you're about to watch my son win. You're about to watch my daughter win. You're about to watch them overcome what was meant for their evil. You're about to watch them rise up. You're about put a praise in this atmosphere that God put his money on you.
And you are becoming. You are becoming. I am becoming. You are becoming. Somebody holler, this is how you do it. So stop. I got to finish. Wait. 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 I'm going to do like they do in the Baptist church. In the Baptist church, you can't close it without taking them to the cross. Let's go to the cross real fast. We're going to drop this net and see some people come to Jesus tonight. You ready? This is not a Baptist church, by the way. I'm just saying. Look. Okay. Jesus. Mary had pre-birth warfare. Birth warfare. And now, Mary is standing watching. She's standing watching her son on this. Watching her business on this. Watching her family on this. Watching her finances, you'll get it in a minute, on this. Watching her self-confidence. Watching the kids she sacrificed for quit school and they ain't done. I don't know who that's for, but I heard that one. She's watching on this. And so there's a bed. Come on here. You like that when I went to the bed? There's a bed. Someone said, there's a bed. Mary survived. Oh, my God. This is so good to me. Okay, God. She survived all of that. But I bet you she's going to quit you when she sees her son. She ain't going to last. He's not going to last. He never lasts. He's never consistent. Come on, you'll catch it. He's never reliable. But baby, I, had a, I got a new attitude. He always quits when it gets time to do it. But I need you to say, I got a new attitude. Mary's going to quit you, God. When she sees her son on this cross, she's going to quit you. Because she's already been through enough just to do it. She's going to quit you, God. This is the bet. Somebody say, this is the bet. She always gets stressed out around this time. He always says he's going to do it and never does it. But what the enemy didn't plan on is you were having an attitude change. Say, I got a new attitude. Say, and this is how you do it. You always, ooh, I heard this one. You, you always get excited about the agreement coming to you, and then when you get the agreement, you let it sit. I don't know who, I don't know who that's for. Ooh, but if y'all will free me up. See, when we start adding these extra prayer days, let me tell you, my prophetic goes to another level. So guess what? Mary's standing there. Uh, here, you, you be Mary. Come here. You be Mary. Come here. Mary's standing there. And she's watching her son on this. And what she doesn't know is he has to suffer this so he can become that. The author and finisher of our salvation. 
What she doesn't know is she has to suffer watching this. Because she's about to see the greatest miracle. She thought, listen to me. If you ain't listening to me this last hour, please listen to me. I preached way longer than I wanted to, but it's okay. You need the word. We need the word. Mary, you thought birthing him was the best thing. Watching me raise him up is going to be the best thing. And if I be lifted up, I will draw all men. I'm done. I'm done. Don't log off. Don't y'all walk out this building. Don't wait. I'm almost done. This is the part you need to hear. Because there's a bet. The enemy says, she can't take no more. She's spent. Can't take no more. And God says, but I'm going to put my money on them. Here, bring that, bring that, bring that cash. Put it right here. Let's make it as authentic as we can. The opening scene in New Jack City. Come on. Put the cash on the floor. Now just put it on the floor. Just put it on the floor. No, you ain't got to count it. Just put it on the floor. There you go. <laughs> you, you trying to get. You ain't got to count it. Just put it on the floor. Oh, okay. You all making authentic. I understand. You're in character. I apologize. All right. Okay. God says, but I bet she won't. Look at somebody next to you and say, I bet you won't give up, fail, quit God, quit giving, quit serving. Say, I bet you won't. I bet you won't stop believing. I bet you won't stop praising. I bet you still won't stop worshiping. I bet you, I bet you won't. I gotta quit. I gotta stop. I don't think she will. So for three days, y'all ready for this? If y'all don't shout off of this, I'm walking out this church and going to warmer pastures. It's too cold. For Mary, for three days, you're not gonna know where your promise is at. For three days, you're not going to know where your help is coming from. For three days, you're not going to know how this is going to work. For three days, you're not going to know what's going to happen for you. For three days, you're going to say all of this was for a waste. All of this was for not. Why did God bring me out here to leave me like this? Somebody say, but just three days. Because Mary, she got with another. And on Sunday morning, She said, while everything in me should be mourning, while everything in me should be mad as heaven, hell, and earth, while everything in me should be trying to find an exit strategy, while everything in me should be trying to do the opposite, she goes to his tomb. This is a word. She goes to his tomb. Because the mind of Christ wasn't just his mind. Watch me. 
He got it from his mama. He's 100% God and 100% man. So the mind of Christ was not just in Christ, it was in Mary. So what she do when she should be mourning? What does Mary do? Mary comes over. The anointing is so thick. You do, it is so thick. Do you not perceive that? She walks into the tomb. And she says, I guess, listen, listen. I guess this is just how this is going to end. I, listen, I don't know who this is for. I guess I'm just going to have to end the year at a loss. I rebuke that. I rebuke that. I rebuke that. I rebuke that. You're going to end further than you started. I, oh, shake. I prophesy in the name of the Lord Jesus that you would end this year stronger than you anticipated. Excuse me. Here we go. No, you're good. I got to quit. I got to finish. Wait a minute. Mary comes in there. They said, we're going to anoint his body. You know what we're going to anoint his body with? With the same thing they gave him as a child. Frankincense. Oils. They gave him that as a child. Let me let him go out like this. But, but wait. But, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I was coming to mourn. But a familiar face meets her. An angel says, Mary. Mary like, what? Wait a minute. Mary, this started with an angelic visitation. And an angel is here to let you know there was a bet going on between God and the enemy about you. And guess what, Mary? He's not here. Mary, like, where are you at? Oh, he rose. He rose. Not only did Mary not quit, but Mary sticks with him for the next 40 days. And then 50 days after he rises, do you want to know who's in the upper room when the Holy Ghost comes? Mary and 120 people, 119 of us. Say, I bet you won't. Nah. Failure ain't no option this time. Not meeting the goal is not an option this time. Because here's what God's about to do as you get ready to end this year. God's going to say, I told you she wouldn't. Let me get up all, all that up off of you. Let me get that up off of you. Let me get that up off of you. And Mary, since you had a positive attitude, Mary, let me put something off on you. Bishop, where are you getting that from in the Bible? When Jesus was on the cross, he says, John, behold thy mother. And he says, mother, behold thy son. He said, John, take care of my mama. Don't let her lack nothing. So even with Jesus gone, he made sure she was handled.
Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means, that not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. 